I'm afraid I can't give you references. I'm a stranger to London. Perhaps I'd better pay a week in advance? His hand went boldly to his empty pocket. It was time he wanted. Time at whatever cost. He could hear the police whistles outside. The old woman looked at him doubtfully. She had asked forty-five shillings and would have taken half the amount. Have you got any luggage, Mr.— she began. Edwards, he answered. Henry Edwards. Yes, I shall bring my luggage this evening. Perhaps you could let me have some tea now and a wash? He did not develop his proposal to pay in advance, and the old woman did not press it. He had a face and manner that inspired confidence. Had not counsel for the crown turned even this circumstance against him? And had not the soft-tongued judge, with his tone of measured impartiality, supported the argument with a deadlier ingenuity? You may regard the younger prisoner, he had said, as having been under the influence of his more hardened companion. The impression which he will have made upon you while in the witness-box may not have been entirely unfavourable, even though, as men of the world, as men of common sense, you may observe the improbabilities of the tale he told you. But, if you are satisfied of his guilt, you must not allow such an impression to deflect your judgment, nor to cause you to forget the oaths you have taken. It is inevitable that men engaged in such crimes as that of which the prisoners are accused should be of sufficient address and plausibility to draw their intended victims into their clutches. The question of the prisoners' previous records so far as they can be properly weighed against this class of criminality, will receive due and separate considerations should you decide that their guilt is proved. He had gone on to impress the jury with the gravity of the crime of which the confidence trickster is guilty, its increasing prevalence, and the reluctance of its victims to prosecute, all of which was true enough, but utterly irrelevant to the question of his guilt or innocence and could only dispose the jury to convict him without too scrupulous weighing of the defence he had offered. After hearing the summing up, he had had no doubt of what that verdict would be. His most active resentment had been against the tone in which he had been told to stand up to hear the judgment delivered. Tony Welch had had five years. Well, he supposed he deserved it, and for him there had been fifteen months in the second division. Before that, he had been asked whether he had any reason to offer why sentence should not be passed upon him. He knew that it was nothing more than a mockery of formula, but he had looked at the jury as he answered, It only shows how useless it is to tell the truth, and he had seen one of them drop his eyes uncomfortably. That had been an hour ago, barely that, and then he had been hurried from the dock, and there had been a moment's confusion when the inspector had knocked over the carafe in the room below. And he had walked out. It had been as simple as that. It must have been observed in five seconds, and his liberty would have been of the briefest had he not noticed the street door standing unlatched, and the card apartments in the window as he had turned the corner at a quick walk, which did not dare to seem hurried, and at the moment's impulse, he had stepped inside and closed it. No one had noticed. The street had been too full and too busy. He had stood in the little hall after closing the door and knocked on the table there 
till the landlady had come up from the basement. I couldn't make your bell ring, and the door was open, he had said pleasantly, and she had accepted his explanation without suspicion. Half an hour later, he sat eating a stale egg and drinking some ill-brewed tea while he reviewed his position. After all, it was largely his own fault, even apart from the impulsive folly which had involved him with Augusta Garten and made him so maddeningly easy a cat's paw in a game which he did not guess. He could, perhaps, have defended himself more easily, had he given his own name, and enabled the police to establish an identity which would have made it at least improbable that he had been more than a recent and casual acquaintance of the major criminal. But the thought of Marion, his sister-in-law's outraged respectability, and his brother's jeers, no, he had been right to conceal it at whatever cost.